All right, here we are. Sunday, what is it? What, what's what's the date today, Dom? July what? Where are we? It's July 19th, 6.44. p.m. Yeah. I tell you what, man. This is this is the time of year when you really start missing football. Oh, 100%. Really? You know what I mean? I've been missing football I mean, for, for, I think, since the season ended. But yeah, to your point, you what, I, I totally agree. Absolutely. I just, I'm sitting out here, down here in sunny Florida. Just sat down on the pool deck after a nice day, the family in the pool, doing some yard work in the morning, those types of things on a summer, just cracked open a nice Labatt blue light. How appropriate. It's very appropriate. I'd like to call today's episode Blues and Bills with Bud and Dom. I like it. What do you say? That's got a nice ring to it. I think it's got a great ring. What are you sipping on over there? I'm I'm uh I'm sipping the southern half of uh North America. I'm I'm drinking a Modelo. So you got the Canadian beer, I got the Mexican beer. That's right. We're just gonna we're just we're in the middle. We're drinking the north and I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know haven't haven't bought Modelo in a while, but uh the, the gold label was calling me in the store. The especial. The yeah, the especial. I think that's all is it the especial and uh I think there might Negra? there might be one other kind. I don't know. Isn't there a negra? There might be. The black one. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, man. So where, where would we be right now? Would we be in OTAs right now? What what would what would normally be happening? I think we'd be in OTAs. Um, training camp. I don't know actually when that officially opens. Um, to be honest, I feel like my just frame of reference for for where we'd be in the season is just all scrambled because of uh, you know the past couple of months. But I do know that we're fifty days out from the start of the NFL season. Which doesn't actually feel like enough time for a team to come together and get their ducks in a row to be prepared because they haven't I don't, yet. I, don't, I, I would totally agree with you. I would have to totally agree with you. How, how do you get everything in a place where you feel like you can go out and compete at the highest level when you've been cooped up for so long, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess they're doing things virtually, studying the playbook and whatnot, but... I think that's where the teams that have some some chemistry and uh, less turnover have a real advantage this year. So I think that bodes well for us, to a degree. Yeah, I think so. We're pretty. Um, we've got a pretty good uh, continuation from last year, right? We've added some offensive pieces through the draft um, and Diggs. Obviously, man, that was a huge pickup, right? Yeah, Diggs is a Diggs is a massive pickup. Um, but I think with some of the uh, the veterans. Who are going into year two, John Brown, Cole Beasley, obviously, Josh Allen, year three, not a lot of turnover on the offensive line, you know, same playbook. So the uh, you don't have to worry about Stephon Diggs, I don't think, you know, acclimating well. I think it's the new guys, the the rookies coming in who have, you know, zero kind of official reps in chemistry with the with the offense. But uh but I think, you know. There's always a learning curve there. I'm not too worried about it. But man, I think that the biggest learning curve is possibly going to be with the fans. Yeah. I mean, what the hell are we going to be able to even watch them this year? In person or, or on the TV? Or both? Yeah, I mean, that's true. I think TV you're prop hopefully hopefully it's a shoe in to watch them in, on TV, right? It's got to you would think it's definitely going to go, but gosh, in person's looking more and more like it's it's not going to happen. I don't know if you saw, uh, what was it? 
beginning of July, state of New York guidelines are right now prohibit fans from even being in the games or even at the venues outside of the games. Yeah, it would be a big, a big blow for uh, NFL fans this year if we're not able to uh, be be there live in person. I mean, it pretty much negates home field advantage, right? What's home field advantage if you don't have fans in the stands? Um, I don't know. I mean, from a from a, a, a viewer perspective, watching it on the TV, I don't think it would be too much of an issue. I was watching some Premier League soccer, and they pump in um, stadium noise, so you, you know it sounds like you've got a full stadium. So it, it doesn't impact the, um, the the television product at all, but certainly uh, in the stadium. Um, you know, you think like, you know, you got, you know, whomever coming to town, right? You're not drowning out the, you know, QB with, with the noise, and you know, you just, that yeah, there's no home field advantage. It's kind of unfortunate. Yeah, it makes me sad. I'm kind of sad thinking about it. Oh shit, yeah, but it, and it's sad, but really, like you like you said, at the end of the day, what's it affecting? the season ticket holders and then the casual fan that goes to how many, I mean, how many games have you been to in the last five years in person? Only a couple handful. I mean, if I get to one game a year, you know, I'm never really going to more than one game a year, but, um, you know, that's also probably a byproduct of not being in the market. Uh, I think if I lived in Buffalo, I'd probably be going to a lot more, but yeah, yes. Yeah, I but I, I, your I went, point's well taken. Yeah, I went to the game in November. The Reds, well, Redskins, that's a whole different subject. But uh, yeah, the, 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 the Washington game last year went to a great experience. Loved every minute of it. But uh, yeah, I'm just not seeing it, man. But yeah, I think the biggest, uh, um, yeah, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, where it's really going to hurt is economically, I think you know, for, um, for, for the city, for the team. I mean, I was there to put out a uh, Forbes, put out an article the other day saying, uh, $104 million estimated of the bills, $386 million revenue comes from stadium. Yeah. Oh yeah. Game. You know, that's, what's 30% of 30, you know, almost 30% of 30% of the top line revenue. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to crush, um, crush kind of the ecosystem the in-stadium ecosystem i mean you got the the vendors right and and the the employees of those vendors and um all the different crews that that work in the stadium i mean and then think surrounding the stadium right especially in buffalo i mean the same can't be said for for every team and every uh you know stadium but you've got the 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 fans that live within close proximity that um host tailgates you know uh that make probably significant income in the eight home games a year um that if there are no fans uh at the games they're not going to realize that either um i mean there's a couple of uh lots i mean hammers lot um comes to mind as uh you know those are significant operations um so i mean that it it sucks for them you know, I mean, I, I parked in a guy's yard. I think he charges 25 bucks, but I think he packed in 50 cars in that parking lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's a couple lots up in Buffalo where it's I mean, I would venture to say they're getting 100, you know, cars 
in there. Oh yeah, this was just a back a guy's backyard. You know, this yeah. is probably his. You know, if he makes uh fifteen hundred bucks and eight times a year, I mean twelve thousand bucks. I mean that's yeah. Shit, man, that's nothing to sneeze at where I come from. <laughs> Not nothing to sneeze at. I mean that's a lot of that's a lot of blue lights a year you can buy with that. <laughs> that's right. That's a lot of bread, buddy. That is a lot of bread. <laughs> Look, I'm no I'm in no Not position to sneeze at that amount of money yet. <laughs> Here we are talking about. Ten, twelve thousand dollars. It's a five point five billion dollar deal for the NFL to have fans at games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, oh shit. We're just but thinking yeah, about no, the little fun. guys. Yeah, that's right. That's right, and that's what we are. I that's, would, I would adventure. Something. We are a podcast of the people. Yes. You know. Yes. We're, we're, we haven't really nailed down the people, but it's of the people. Of the people. Of the people. Of the I'm unknown sure people. Which people. But the people that want to be the people, they're so they're very welcome to become. The yeah. People. Do you think? Do you think that? Here's an interesting scenario. Do you do you foresee a scenario where there are no fans, yet the tailgate is alive and well in Buffalo? Not in the stadium parking lot, but the unofficial lots surrounding the stadium. I could see well, that, that. I could actually see yeah, that being a okay. thing. No, I think you're I think you're really onto something because you know you got Buffalo, um Green Bay, um you know there's I don't know what like I guess what I'm getting at is you have these um smaller market teams where their stadium set right in the middle of a, a tiny neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Right? So how are you going to tell uh John Smith down the road that he can't have some cars parked in his parking lot in his backyard and grilling out putting a big screen TV on to watch football? I mean, you're not, you're not, I guess what it comes down to is do the, does the, um, in regards to kind of state, uh, legislation or guidelines, you know, does it, does it constitute like an event or, you know, a certain amount of people that are gathering where, where the state could shut it down, but there's nothing that the team could do. I mean, there's nothing that the organization could say or do or, or enforce. Um, but I'm wondering if local authorities could by uh you know the guidelines set out by the state so it'll be interesting to see you know that's a good point i'm not well versed enough on erie county's uh mandates as far as um size of gatherings or um you know what public uh, events are uh legal and what are not i'm not i'm not really sure but that's a great point yeah it's a great point i don't know what it's like in richmond but um you know, like here in uh, Fort Pierce, you know, you have to wear a mask. It's mandated, but there's no uh, no set number of people that can gather. You know, as long as you can socially distant, you know, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, be socially distant. So there's really no number. But that's a great point. That's a great. You know, I was reading them um, as far as the revenue goes. Like they're talking about like the first eight rows of the stadium, the seating. They're selling ads all around mm-hmm. the stadium to be on TV. Interesting. I mean, I think they're going to have to get creative. I mean, I mean, a third of their revenue, that's significant, right? So, you know, I don't think they're just going to eat it. Uh, I mean, maybe they will, but but it, it won't be without uh, an effort to uh, mitigate that loss in some way. So, yeah, the uh, the marketing departments, the uh, the front offices are going to be busy. Oh, yeah, For sure. especially after losing, you know, New Era. That's right. 
That's right. I think what was that for per year? I think that was about four million per year. Four million. Four yeah, million that... per year. They were through twenty twenty two, which four million is not a huge number, but it's it's there, right? It's something. I mean, and you feel for New Era because you know, I mean. It probably goes without saying, you know, this is a bit speculative, but I, I don't think I'm far off in suggesting that, you know, the reason they terminated the deal was because they're hurting, you know? Um, oh, yeah. They just recently laid off like 120 uh, people at their Buffalo plant that employ 600. They furloughed about 70% of them in March. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, they're just, they're hurting. Yeah. It's unfortunate because actually I like the new era branding um kind of impartial to the actual brand but but felt it was pretty uh you know apropos with uh the new regime in buffalo and kind of a new era of success and you know it felt like this fresh start i'm sure that probably went into the uh decision to ultimately partner with new era on the naming rights but um it's unfortunate to see that fall through uh Obviously, you know, you wish nothing but the best to New Era, the company. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess it's back to the drawing board as far as, as stadium naming rights goes. I don't know what uh, what they've got in the pipeline, but that'll be interesting to see play out. That'll be very interesting to see play out. And it's funny because, you know, that was only what the third name that third name we've had for our stadium. Yeah. We opened in 1973. What was the first? Was it Rich? Rich it was Rich Stadium in 73, and then it went to the Ralph in 97. Right. And, uh, I mean, it's crazy. 16, it became New Era. And the Bills have the naming rights through 2023 when the lease is up. Yeah. You know, there's a company that offered $12.5 million. I didn't get the details of the deal. $12.5 million. I don't know how many years it was. His name was Tushy. It's a, it's a, um, <laughs> I'm not shitting you. Oh. It's a bidet company. They do bidets. Huh. Right? And they're talking about if they have a college bowl, they'll call it the toilet bowl. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know if we want to. Um, I mean, hey, you know, 12 and a half mil. Yeah, it's a good oh, number. No, no, I, I didn't get the specifics on the yearly. I don't know how many years that was. And I, I don't. God, you didn't get the full scoop, but, but. I didn't get the full scope, but. <laughs> some sources were telling you, unofficial sources. That's right. They're unofficial sources dishing out some shit on Tushy. Uh, tushy. I, uh, <laughs> we'd be the butt of a lot of jokes there, pun intended. <laughs> maybe if we were the Jets and we were still starting Mark Sanchez, I would, uh, you know, maybe look into that butt fumble. But oh, um, shit. Alan fumbles enough. He does. He does. Let's love o- Alan. But, yeah. You know, let's call it Brady Spade. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, what, what do you think? Maybe tushy aside, or maybe maybe you think we're gonna seriously consider that. Um, what's your What's your take on uh, you know where we go with the naming rights? Any wishful thinking as far as you know, dream, dream stadium, uh, you know, partnerships, dreams. Well, what do you think? Business wise, I think they're gonna get someone. I, I think they have to get a corporate sponsor, right? Especially with with buddy you there can you get a corporate sponsor right now is there anyone that wants to go out i guess it's going to get a lot of tv coverage i think i lost you buddy but i mean like the erie county executive i forget his name but he's wants it to be called veteran stadium but who's 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 fronting the bill on that how are the bills making any money on that 
you know, it's, um, it's one of those deals where it's just, you're not really sure what to do, but I think that, um, let's see, what would I like Technical to see as, huh. what would I like to see as a name? I mean, could, could Salem's hot dog front the bill for a stadium? They do do the, um, I think they do their triple A team downtown, if I'm not mistaken, which, um, you know, could really be a good deal for them given that, um, given that, um, you know, they, that Toronto could be actually playing their games in Buffalo. That, that would be interesting. That'd be an interesting deal because, um, they can't play in Canada. I don't know if you guys heard that, but, uh, Canada is saying that they will not allow professional sports in their country right now. Profe- well, I don't know about professional sports. They're not going to allow MLB in, um, because, you know, they're worried about hey, how, buddy. um, you know, they're worried about how the, can you hear me? You're going to have teams coming back and forth across the border, their whole staff fans coming back and forth across the border. It's just, um, you know, it's going to be a weird deal, but, um, hopefully buddy. that'd be nice if Toronto played their, their games in, uh, Buffalo, but they, what I've read was that, um, you know, they're a little bit worried about the fact that the um, lighting at that field downtown, the baseball stadium, Salem's Field, is um, not appropriate or not up to MLB standards, which I'm not sure what that means, but um, supposedly it's not there. But anyway, that, I digress. Um, Salins would be, I wonder what Labatt Blues stands. Well, they're a Canadian company. Are they gonna, I don't know if they would fit for a jump for a, a Bills stadium. I'm not really sure. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's really something to think about. It's, um, one of those deals that, uh, I think that, um, maybe it could be one of those, it's a year off where we're not going to have anything. And that'd be okay, I guess. We just have to, to figure it out. But um, you know, but that's neither here nor there. So we go into the season, and no fans, no stadium name, veteran stadium. We've got a. Uh, 50 people partying at John's house down the road in Orchard Park. We've got um, law enforcement everywhere telling them to get the hell out of there. Should be a great year. Should be a great year. But you know what? The thing is, I think we're going to be super successful on the field. And really, I think that's all that matters. Um, At least it's all that matters at this point. There's nothing else we can do, right? So, Dom, are you with me? I'm with you. I went on a commercial break. Okay, you did. All right. Well, that's great. Well, it's good to have you back. Yeah. We just, um, you know, we kind of touched on, um, um, just we went through a couple stadium names, didn't really have anything great. But then we uh, just went back to um, kind of what we're doing on the field this year. Yeah. And uh, what I was kind of just actually about to touch base on, which I was thinking about today, I saw an article today about... Um, you know, the Bills wide receiver situation. And that's a really hot topic, if you ask me. Yeah, what, um, I mean, you know, we just drafted a couple of rookies. Uh, got, got a lot of depth, I think, for the first time in 
in quite a while. Good problems to have. Um, Great problems. To have. But uh, but it'll it'll be interesting to see. Um, I guess the competition in camp, and and you know the 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 Bills coaching staff loves a good competition. You know. They, well, where are we? So we've got obviously Beasley, Brown, and Diggs are they're they're locks. Correct. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, I'm I think that's one of the top receiving cores in the league. Uh, it's it's got to be top three. I mean, give me a give me a top three that's give me. I mean, there's let's see. Let's just think about some top threes that are better for a minute. I mean, uh, probably got Kansas City. I mean, you got Tyree Kill, Sammy Watkins. I don't know who their third is. Um, not a any any given any given Sunday, you can get a buck. Yeah, I mean, just those two guys alone. Um, are what about San Diego? Don't they have a stable over there? San Diego does have a stable. Um, I got to say, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, I know there's got to be a couple of teams out there, a handful of teams that have just disgustingly good uh, wide receiving cores, but, but we're, we're nothing to sneeze at. I mean, you've got two guys that, you know, caught however many balls for each thousand yards respectively. Um, Cole Beasley, great out of the slot um, speed everywhere, but yeah. You done any work? Look at these rookies. Yeah, I mean, who did we draft? We drafted Isaiah Hodges and um, Gabriel Davis. Yeah, we got Gabriel in the fourth round, Hodges in the sixth. I really, you know, I think so. In my opinion, I think that Beasley, Brown, and Diggs are a lock. And I, I kind of think the rookies are locks. The rookies got to be locks. I mean, I think the, 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 the coaching staff in front office will preach, you know, competition and camp. Um, best man makes a team, but, but it always works out. You know, these are their guys, right? They drafted that, you know, they scouted them. They drafted them. There, there's no way that they don't make the 53 man roster. In my opinion, also because they were in rounds one through four, you know, we're not talking about, you know, rounds five through eight here. Um, yeah, I think Foster's done. Yeah. I think Foster's probably, uh, worn out as welcome in Buffalo. Um, I think that Hodkins, I think Hodkins, Hodgkins, Hodgins, how do you say it? Isaiah, are you talking about the rookie? Isaiah yeah. Hod, Hodgkins? <laughs> There's no K though. There's no K, Hodgins. <laughs> Hodgins, that guy, I, you know, I think he's replacing Duke. And here's why I think that. I think the guy's 6'3", 200, you know, he's the same physically as Duke. He he runs a 4'6", Duke runs a 4'7". Um, but from what I've watching him in college, the guy's got hands, man. He's not a real great yards after the catch kind of guy. Four six, how can you be? But um, the guy catches everything thrown at him. He's great in traffic, strong with the ball, goes up and gets it. I just kind of see that as being a trade out, and I don't think they would have gone after him had they had faith in Williams. I, you know, I think you're probably probably right there. I think uh, I think Duke was the feel good story last year, you know, he was a fan favorite and a great story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's a guy you're really, you know, you root for, uh, you know, made his comeback into the NFL seemed to have gotten himself, um, you know, kind of back to, to who we wanted to be as a person. And as a football player, you know, had a little bit of success, you know, a couple good games, you know, didn't play much, but he came up big in some spots. 
Um, and he'll, you know, likely get a shot with another team, but I, I think you're right. I think, I think Hodgins is, is going to come in and probably fill that role as the bigger body on the team. Um, I think what, what is going to be probably interesting is, um, who makes the team maybe both, but I think you only carry about six receivers on the, on the roster, um, between Isaiah McKenzie and Ray Ray McLeod. Right. So, I mean, I guess you could lump Foster in there if you're if you're talking about a true competition. What about Andre Roberts? Well, Andre Roberts is going to be on the team as a returner. Um, so you think they carry seven wide receivers? Or maybe maybe Roberts isn't. You know, do they dress him as a wide receiver or strictly as a kick returner? I don't know. I think that, I don't think you. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I. I um... Yeah, I don't know, man. I was thinking about that too. I see Beasley, Diggs, Brown. Davis Hodgins and maybe one other guy, one, two. I mean, I think you got, I don't know. I don't, if I'm McKenzie or Ray Ray McLeod, I'm not going and buying a $4 million. No. Let's put it yeah. 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 You're, you're on the bubble. I think, uh, McKenzie probably feels the safest to me just because it seemed like he got quite a few reps last year. Uh, they like him as a gadget guy, you know, real quick, oddly durable. I don't know if I'm if that's revisionist history, um, but for for a small receiver, it seemed like he could uh, he he was available quite a bit. Um, where Robert Foster, right, was you know he always had some type of uh, you know injury plaguing him, something you know hamstring or what have you. But uh, yeah, do you think Foster kind of fell victim to two years ago to not victim to? You think Foster was the recipient of? nobody else to throw to could be could be i mean you know he was fast he had you know some good games some standout moments but uh oh yeah we were we were thin to say the least at receiver and uh i mean no one else was getting separation um no nobody who, who was on that who was our wide receiving court let's just See how far we've come. Where who did we have? We had Foster, McKenzie. Yeah, Zay Jones. I think Zay was our number one. Zay. Oh I think Z- was Kelvin Benjamin on Kelvin. The team? Kelvin was on the team. Kelvin was. Can you believe that team made the playoffs? It's unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. Oh shit! I remember uh, drinking beer and cooking salins on a little throwaway grill at midnight on New Year's Eve in Miami. At Hard Rock Stadium after they made the playoffs, man, that was. And now you look back at that roster, and you're like, how the hell did we get there? That was a uh, a surreal season. I, you know, even if you, you think about that year, right? Like that moment was incredible, incredible. I, I was watching it with my family uh, over at my brother's house, and uh, you know, we we obviously won the game, but then we were watching the Cincinnati Ravens game, and you know, we all know That's how right. that played out. But I tell you that. That last play, uh, I don't know if I cried, but I felt like I wanted to cry. Um, if you didn't cry outwardly, you were crying. Oh yeah, inside. it was it was a hell of right? a moment, hell of a moment. But um, Shit, we were uh, we were on the concourse, in the concourse at the Hard Rock Stadium, watching it with about it felt like a thousand other Bills yeah. fans after the game, and they, uh, when they uh, when Dalton threw that touchdown, and this about. I don't know. He was probably about three bills. It's about six, four, 300 pounds, burly of a man 
came up and grabbed my father-in-law. And if you know my father-in-law, not the not the biggest fella, but a you know strong guy. But just gave him a yoke up from behind, gave him a big hug. I think he cracked his vertebrae in three places, <laughs> couldn't walk for four days. I think he went and just laid in the shower for two hours afterwards, just trying to gain some composure. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> the next day I saw him, he was crawling around. It was, but it, the joy on his face was just, you can't What a that. moment. I don't know. That, what a moment. And I think that that was like the moment that we had. I think that was as exciting as. I mean, the dare I say, like the comeback? It, it it had to. I mean, because the whole season was a damn comeback. I mean, you think about the games we barely won. I think back to the game against the Colts, the 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 Blizzard game. Um, oh, you know, we we yes. we went out. I think um, Peterman started that game. Didn't play horrible for Peterman standards, got hurt, right? But he got hurt. He went out. I think with a concussion. And we were, we had, um, who was our third stringer at the time? Webb. Joe Webb, you know, putting, you know, he was throwing to. Um, I think Benjamin did have a big grab. He there. did have a big grab. I think the big catch was, um, and I'm forgetting his name because, you know, who the heck was he? Right? Like, I, I don't even know. I mean, we had Andre Holmes, Kelvin Benjamin, um, Zay Jones. Um, but. I feel like we're missing it. Was it Charles? No, it was not. No, Clay. it wasn't Clay. Uh, well, I mean, Clay was on that roster as a tight end, but um, right. I, I don't know. It'll come to me. But um, that game was so back and forth, and there were so many opportunities where we could have lost it. And there were a few of those games where it was like, man, we're we're kind of squeaking these out. I tell you, MVP of that season, and I will forever be a fan uh, of LaShawn McCoy. I mean, LaShawn... He, he carried us. He absolutely carried that team. Um, 100%. And, uh, you know, obviously Tyrod, you know, did his thing. Um, don't, don't want to minimize Tyrod's contributions, but, but shady, shady was the team MVP, uh, all the way, but it's, it's amazing how, you know, we, we, we make the playoffs barely by the skin of our teeth. Uh, we were just happy to be there. Obviously we wanted to win the wild card game against Jacksonville. Thought we had a good chance. But but to me, it, it wasn't the end of the world when we lost that game. Um, but what's amazing is how that resets your expectations in the years to follow. You know, now we're right. we're not like hoping, you know, and praying to to make the playoffs. You know, we're expecting to win the division and not only win the division, but it would be a, a major disappointment if we didn't win. You know, whether it was the wild card game or the divisional game, um, you know, that's the expectation in Buffalo, and that's. That's a great, uh, it's a great feeling to, to, to have and to have the confidence in the team going into the season, um, you know, being, uh, kind of the bullseyes on our back a little bit, maybe not, maybe not, but, um, I'll take it. I'll take a bullseye. I'll take a, I'll take a bullseye over, you know, people just trashing us left and right year after year. Um, I think even last year we were still a little, um. People didn't take the bill no. seriously. People don't take Josh Allen seriously. No, and Josh, he really has to change the narrative on that himself, though. I feel like um, I think <laughs> I think last year's playoff game really put a another bullseye on him, and not the positive bullseye. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you love the guys. I mean, shit, man, he goes after it like you like most quarterbacks don't. But I mean, what was that lateral? He he had some. Uh, 
you know, what the hell moments in that game for sure. Um, but um, I think, you know, that that gunslinger mentality, that gamer in them, uh, you know, you, you're going to have those moments early on in a, in a career. And we got to keep the uh, keep perspective about the long game, you know, so long as he's continuing to develop. Um, you know, we saw through the season progression and the fact that he was minimizing turnovers you know, maybe not the fumbles, oh, yeah. but but through the air, um, his his accuracy uh, certainly increased, and those are those are all positive indicators um, that he's on the right the right path. So we just, you know, going into his third year, you know, you just hope that he he continues on that same trajectory, and uh, and I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I think that um, you know, if you look at the total numbers, I think his completion percentage was definitely in the bottom quarter of the league overall but one thing that was kind of um hopeful maybe the word but i think you may need to check these this stat but i do believe that on passes of like 10 to 19 yards he was in the upper half of the he was as far as completion went with yeah i think he really stepped up in that that kind of mid-range throw which if he can nail down that deep throw man yeah, I mean, you're right. I don't know the exact stat either, but uh, the third and longs, um, you know, he he was certainly above average on. And and I, for one, just personally, I remember back in the day. I don't know about you, but you know, anytime it was it was third and seven, third and eight, or anything over third and ten, it just felt like, oh, just yeah, let's just let's just go ahead and punt it. We're gonna we're gonna dump some shit off to Mike Tolbert and let him try to get it. Or it was never, Tolbert. Oh, I mean, just, it, it was so Tolbert. bad, but Josh Allen, he, Iron Mike <laughs> rumbling, stumbling, <laughs> bumbling Tolbert. <laughs> he was a bowling ball. And for whatever reason, we, we loved to draw plays for Mike Tolbert. Uh, to this day, I still have no idea what the hell we were thinking, but, um, Oh my Dennison. I, he, he, Tolbert had something on Dennis. He did. Dennison, Dennison right? must have been a shady character. Yeah, because Dennison was a big Tol- fan of the Tolbert. Loved Tolbert and loved him in third and long. Loved him in third and long. But yeah, no, I mean, you know, Josh Allen, he he uh, he sits back there and I mean, he can just throw him on a rope. You know, third and third and twelve. There's he doesn't even want to dump it off. I mean, he wants to pick it up through the air, and he, and he he does so quite often. Um, you know, yeah, if he can nail down the the, the long ball, um, we'll be in good shape. And and, and I love the uh, I love the tight ends that we've got on the team. And I think he built some good chemistry with Dawson Knox last year. And I think Dawson Knox mm-hmm. could be a, an emerging star in the league. Um, maybe that's just me being a homer. Uh, but uh, isn't Knox just one of? Does he feel like just one of us? He does. Though? He does. I don't know who we are, who he is, but he just feels like, you know, if Dawson Knox walked up here right now, he'd crack a blue light and we'd shit here and we'd have a great we time. We would. Together. Seems like a fantastic He guy. feels like what Gronk would be, you know, to the Patriots. Yes. That's what Dawson Knox is to the Bills. Without the stupidity. Yeah, poor man's Without Gronk. the stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> and if he's half of what Gronk was from a, from a talent standpoint, then we'll be in uh, good shape. But, uh, yeah, Dawson Knox. Love Dawson Knox. Love the Knox. Fort Knox, man. Rambo. Rambo, that was his nickname last year. Yes. But I tell you, man. You know, I think that 
To go ahead. We're going to rise and fall with Al. We're going to rise and fall with Al. We are. But I, I do think that, you know, as much as I want the Bills to be an AFC championship contender this year, and I think that we have all the pieces outside of quarterback to be that, I would urge fans and hell, coach, I, I, I would urge the organization and fans to, to still exercise some patience. I mean, if you look, it's his third year. Yeah, a lot of guys make a jump third year. But look at the guys like Matt Ryan. Didn't have his first 4,000-yard year till year four. Russell Wilson. Didn't have his, his first 4,000-yard year till year four. Aaron Rodgers sat for three years behind Brett Favre. Phillip Rivers sat for two years and didn't have his breakout year till year five. I mean, you've got some big-time quarterbacks that didn't make that jump right away. Yeah. Not saying he didn't have the expectations, but I don't think that uh, another year of make the playoffs and, you know, he doesn't have a great playoff. You know, it, I'm not saying he should be mediocre, but I am saying that if his – I don't think he necessarily needs to be an all-pro this year. It's I don't think it's all-pro or bust, I guess is my point. Yeah, I think you're right. I think too many people are using superstars as the barometer for success. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is an outlier. Would we love to have Pat Mahomes? Yeah. Who, who the hell would it, right? I mean, he's he's a generational talent, but he's by no means the barometer by which you need to compare your quarterback um, or you're going to set yourself up for disappointment. Uh, you know, there's not a, a linear progression that every quarterback's on, every organization is different, every situation is different. I think you, you nailed it, um, you know, right there. I think, we, you know, we don't want to make excuses for for Allen this year because he's got uh, he's got every reason to be successful. He's got you know a good coaching staff that is is still together in his third year. That continuity is massively important. He's got a talented roster. You know, great receivers, great tight ends, great backs, uh, a solid offensive line. I wouldn't say it's a, a an all pro offensive line, but um, a, a damn good one. So I mean. He's got every reason to be successful, but, you know, is he going to win the Super Bowl or MVP? You know, probably not. Right. So, yeah, I think a healthy um, outlook would be, uh, you know, a good thing. But but that also wouldn't be Buffalo. Right. I mean, that's right. I think the hard the hard the hard part for me is going to be. Shit, you put his supporting cast, including – I'm talking the defense is we, – we know what the defense is. But we haven't I even talked about offense, the defense. We haven't even talked – we know what the – yeah. We, 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 that's a whole – I mean, we know what the defense is. But even if you talk about just the offense outside of Allen, I think if you put the rest of this team on – I think there's 10 other quarterbacks in the league that could take this team to an AFC or NFC championship game. I think they're that good. Yeah. I, we're, I mean, we're we're a top ten team. I don't know that Allen's there yet. I don't know that Allen's there yet, but I think that the supporting cast they they've done an incredible job. Bean has done an incredible job of bringing in a group that can really take this team to the next level. Yeah, I think, is my opinion. And no, I think I mean I would agree. I, I don't really have any disagreements there. I think oh, the, maybe not ten of them. Let's not jump. Maybe not ten. But there's, there's, there's. I mean, we've got a, we've got a championship caliber roster. Maybe you know, it's it's tough because you got you know Kansas City and the San Francisco's of the world, you know the 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 Baltimore Ravens. Um, but there, it quickly drops off after the top three or four, 
to that kind of mm-hmm. second tier. And and I would say we're definitely in that second tier. And you know as well as anyone, right? You get to the you get to the playoffs and really anything can happen. I mean, it's a pretty hard reset as far as, you know, yeah, teams have expectations, but weather's unpredictable. There's there's pressure, you know, the speed of the game increases. I think what's uh the the one element that's different this year is is we're going to be playing with expectations and how does Allen either live up to those expectations and surpass them or you know does he um you know fall short and 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 not live up to the moment I mean because yeah last year we didn't really have expectations like you said you know we were we were kind of underdogs the whole season no one expected us to make the playoffs um but they do this year and with expectations comes pressure. And uh, that's a whole, you know, whole other element. And and Josh is a young dude. Um, he's a young dude with, with, yeah, the success of the organization riding on his back. Now, granted, if he, if he balls out, he's going to get paid. I mean, he's going to get paid oh, for sure. Um, but it'll be, uh, it'll be on him. No doubt. That's right. Well, I'm excited. Shit, man. I'm excited about the rest of the season. I'm, it's, it's, it's going to be a fantastic year, regardless of what happens fan wise. It's just, it's a, it's going to be different no matter what. I mean, it's going to be a year like we've never seen before. It really will. It really will. But it'll be, it'll be good to have it back. That's right. What's your, what do you, give me a bold prediction. Bold prediction. Bold prediction for 2020, 2021. Oh, gosh. I mean, I think. I, I don't want to second. I'll give you mine. Go, go ahead. I don't want to second. Go ahead. I'll let you think. I say, which we didn't even talk about him, Singletary is going to lead the AFC East in all-purpose yards. Wow. I love it. It's bold. I mean, this isn't reasonable predictions. This no, is bold predictions. But it's, it's out there. It could happen. It could happen. Um, My bold prediction. Man, what is my bold prediction going to be? I'm going to predict that Dawson Knox is all pro. I predict I Dawson Knox is going to be all pro. Not to go back and, and just continue this love of fest with Dawson Knox, but he showed last year just incredible athleticism. Uh, I think Allen, he's a, he's really a, a blanket, kind of a, a comfort for Allen uh, if he's not, you know, hitting receivers deep. And uh, yeah, I, I just, I love it. We haven't had a standout tight end really. Um, no. I don't. I don't know if ever is the word, but it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Like we've had decent would, tight ends. Charles Clay was good, but Charles Clay was good when we got him. But did he, he didn't do his production here was really kind of substantial. But do you blame that on Tyrod Taylor? You blame that on the yeah? I mean, it's um, offensive play calling. maybe. I don't. Know. I don't know. I don't. I, I'll never forgive Charles Clay for the drop in Miami. I'll never forgive him for that. Um, I won't even hold that against him. That that's my own uh, gripe. That was was brutal, brutal. It was bad. Tough catch, but he should have caught it. uh, He should have caught it. He's a he's an all pro, or he was he was a pro bowler, right? He was uh, he was a pro bowler. He was a pro bowler. Miami. Yeah, no, I think Dawson Knox is going to be the truth. I think he's going to get a lot of a lot of attention this year. Um, and I think he's going to live up to the billing, but I, I like the Singletary, uh, prediction. He, he was, uh, he was a stud. It was, a, it was uh, 
I'm not going to say I'm happy that Frank Gore is no longer on the team because Frank Gore is a Hall of Famer and a stand up guy um, and and a good veteran leadership voice in the locker room. But he was getting way too many carries. Um, and I think Singletary's yeah, a stud. Yeah, I think that yeah, Singletary's big time. I think that Moss is a great pickup. I'm, I know. I mean, a lot. They're going to be a great one. Lot to be excited about. Lot to be excited about. But uh, yeah, man, it's going to be. We'll touch base more on that next time. It does. It, that sounds. I think the running back uh, discussion feels right for the next uh, episode. I'd have to agree. Maybe running backs and then touch on some defense. Touch on some defense. Um, and then maybe and maybe we got to we got to I mean I think the elephant in the room that we've got to address eventually is uh is Cam Newton on the uh New England Patriots. I think that um That's a great point. You know, you if you would have asked me, I forget when they signed him, but but prior to whenever that was, um how confident I was that we were going to win the division, I, it was pretty much 100%. Uh, there was almost oh, zero yeah. shred of doubt. Um I still believe we're going to win the division, but I will say that Cam Newton um, has certainly made me uh, uh, rethink that uh, to a degree. Um, So it'll be interesting to see him and Belichick and what they can do. Uh, I hate the Patriots. I've always hated the Patriots. I I hate them even more now. Um, But uh, that, that feels like an episode. Well, I, I think that you're right, and I think that um, professing our joint patriot hatred is a great way to end the show. I love it. All right. Till next time, bud. Take care, man.